focus is the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast, where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. This is a part two of an interview with Linda Cobb. Linda was a parent of a graduate, John D. John D. joined us as an eighth grader and stayed with us through graduation. Linda shares some of the successes, some of the ways that they partnered with CBA, and some of the awesome opportunities that they got to experience while their son was here on campus. This is also the last podcast of the year for the Ignition Point as we take time to celebrate the holidays. We will rejoin podcasting in January. Now we go back to the podcast with Linda Cobb. And so when you look back at, at the time that John John D. was here, so he came to us as a seventh grader, or an eighth we grader. We pushed him to eighth, yes. We pushed him to eighth, and he actually floated with the ninth graders on a lot of stuff That's because, right. like you said, he was a very, very intelli- intelligent uh, individual. He still is a very intelligent individual. And, uh, but, so what, when you look back at that process, what do you feel like were just some of those good memories? Debate, obviously, would be one of those what do you think some of those would be for John D as well to say like, man, this, this was really what we were looking for. This really captured the essence of what we were hoping CB was, uh, CBA would be for us. Well, you know, John David always had a strong sense of where he wanted to go. And so we always approached high school as where he want, how am I going to get where I want to go? And where John David wanted to go was was he wanted to be really academically challenged because that was his happy place. So he was applying to Ivy League schools and uh, upper uh, echelon type schools. Um, And so I think the memories we have of CBA really are the relationships he had with his teachers. Um, He... um, Socially, he was awkward, and so um, I think in the small group environment, he learned how to be less socially awkward. And that's something that's in a big high school, you know, you just, there, that's not even addressed. Right. You know, and so um, it taught him how, how to have a little savvy, and I really, really appreciate that. I think as far as memories, there were the debate tournaments where they they made it to the tournament of champions in yeah. three years, which is basically unheard of from not having a debate team to go yeah. into the tournament of champions in three years. Um, that was a lot of work. Um, all those fun, happy moment moments at tournaments where the kids are all sitting around a table and you know buying snacks from the school from the tournament that they're going <laughs> to because that's how they raise money to go to tournaments and meeting all the kids from other schools and. I think um, he uh, really enjoyed uh, lunchtime at CBA because they could go anywhere and do anything. Yeah. Um, and so he could sit with different people and just enjoy that, you know, environment. So outside, inside, um, he could sit with teachers if he wanted to and have Absolutely. a chat about some academic thing that he was interested in. Um, and he made lifelong friends. I mean, he actually has three or four people that he basically, I think, still texts at least once or twice a week, and often there's a couple every day. Yeah. And so I think lifelong friendship is a pretty lovely thing to bring away from high school. 
Absolutely. I, I'm reflecting on you saying John D. texting, and I, I would, I want to see that because I feel like it'd be essays. Like he was always so well spoken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I would be seeing short chunks of information. Oh, my gosh. You know, John David goes to Columbia, and so we took a mountain boy, and we sent him, a deaf mountain boy, and sent him to New York City, and Mom was nervous. Yeah. Uh, And that first year, I think I got maybe 12 words in texting. Oh, wow. um, And two phone calls. Oh, my goodness. So um, it was... Definitely, he did not text essays to mom. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, well, that first year he was probably writing so many essays that he, uh, <laughs> he's very. I, I think he's independent, and I really credit CBA yeah. for a lot of that because he is. Um, you know, he went there and he's knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Well, and John D was always good about stretching himself. You know, when you meet John D, you might not realize that he's also an Eagle Scout. Yes. Um, which I thought was a, an awesome accomplishment. Well, not just an Eagle Scout, but he was the Eagle, uh, he was the Boy Scout of the Year for East Tennessee, which is a huge honor. I mean, there's like 10,000 scouts or yeah. more in East Tennessee, and he was chosen out of all of them. And, um, yeah, that was his way of doing sports. You know, he was trying not to fall off the side of a mountain. So, um, but that was the other thing about CBA that was wonderful because he did a lot of leadership activities at, in the in the uh, scouting, and a lot of that kind of was in the middle of school, and y'all allowed him to do that. And, Absolutely. Um, and so it allowed him to sort of maximize everything he was doing because y'all were very flexible. Yeah, and we love partnering with kids on on things that also happen outside of school uh, because we look at trying to grow the whole child. You know, that's one of the things that we talk about. If we want to partner with our parents to grow the whole child because it's not just a, we're not just here for academics. Academics is one of the things that we are going to do. Like it's, we're a school, so we're obviously going to have academics, right? But it's looking at that whole child experience and saying like, we want every kid to grow into who they want to be. Um, and that's different. You know, you said that John D had this idea that he wanted to go to an upper tier university. And, and obviously at Columbia, he, he got to accomplish that goal, you know, going to an Ivy League school and, and being very successful. I, I really believe John D is, will be something uh, great uh, wherever he decides to end up. Oh, thank you. I, I don't know if he's still looking in the justice realm, but I could see him on the Supreme Court if that's what he wanted to do <laughs> one day. Um, but it's helping kids and parents get to that point of saying like, where do you want to go? How can we partner with you to get there? Right. Um, And you mentioned John D. wanting to do that in the academic realm. You know, what people might not understand is that if if, if their child is really in that game of wanting to get to an Ivy League school, that doesn't start their senior year, right? No, it really starts their freshman year. And I can kind of speak to that because I've started coaching kids on personal narratives to go to college. Yeah. And... I, it started out with me being an editor for college essays uh, that they hand to me their senior year and realizing a lot of kids wanted to go to Harvard and didn't have a portfolio to go to Harvard or didn't even really know why they wanted to go to Harvard. Yeah. And, yeah. So, um, and so I think kids need to start thinking about where they want to go to school uh, when they're a freshman because they have to develop a narrative and a portfolio to match 
their ambition. Yeah. And um, and even uh, state schools and stuff, there are tremendous scholarships that if you put together the correct portfolio, that you can um, get those scholarships and make your college experience financially, you know, easier. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing about CBA is they do like a leap experience where yep. the kids get to do an internship and that really provides an opportunity to make a narrative an adult size narrative yeah um that colleges will pay attention to um it also um the capstone where they do a project and they kind of have a passion project that also develops a really great narrative for college essays and applications the relationship that the kids have with the teachers means the teachers really know the kid. And I've had two kids apply with, one had better qualifications than the other uh, and went to another school. And so I was sure that the kid with the, that went to another school that had better ap qualifications would do better. Their essays were comparable because I edited both of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it turns out the kid from CBA got the scholarship at the school because of the recommendation letters that the teachers oh, wrote. Oh, wow. Because the recommendation letters knew the kid, had concrete examples of why the kid was awesome, yeah. um, could speak to the kid's weaknesses with sort of a gentleness um, that somebody who doesn't know the child can't do. Yep. Um, and so those recommendation letters are gold. Mm. I mean, they make a huge difference. That's good to know. So if you're listening to this and you've got a high schooler, um, encourage those connections to, to get those recommendation letters. Right. It matters a lot. Yeah. And and I think one of the things that we look at with kids is, is that understanding of where does this kid want to be? And that may not even match where their parent wants them to be. You know, sometimes there's a disconnect. But, and and parents, you know, we reflect on, and I say we because I've got a kid that's going through some of this as well and, and coming up into this. You know, we reflect on what it was like for us. And right. the landscape that our kids are walking into is not what we experienced. No, it's completely different. And honestly, I didn't do this uh, before John David applied to college. It was when he applied to college that it opened to my eyes yeah. that, oh my gosh, there's such a hole here. And kids really need to start thinking about this as a freshman. And not even for Ivy League schools, but for any school, because um, it helps them get money. And college is so darn expensive. Absolutely. Um, and it's prohibitive for some kids. And I've done a lot of pro bono work for kids that couldn't go to college if they didn't write a good essay, you know, yeah. write a good application. And so... Um, yeah, I think it's it's important to kind of think about that process, and I like how CBA does the does the um, the internship and the capstone because it sort of starts directing them. And part of their internship process is they develop a portfolio online um, that I've worked with CBA kids for college applications, and that is another gold star for CBA. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and we can take that and you know elevate it for, it depends on what school, but it's amazing if you go to certain schools, you have an interview and the kid can send this sort of living, inter, um, sort of living resume yeah. to the interviewer. It lights the interviewer up 
And so the interview with the kid that they're interviewing is so much better because they have this really dynamic resume that's online um, with pictures and videos and everything that they can look at. And, um, And so it takes that child and moves them to the top of the pile. So for example, if they wanna go to Duke, you know, Duke people or alumni interview probably 150 kids in Knoxville that want to go to Duke. Oh, wow. Um, and, but, and then, you know, they move the kids, they actually interview them and then rank them. Okay. And they send their rankings to Duke. And then Duke looks at those as part of their application process. Wow. And so, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so certain, certain schools have like alumni networks and they interview the kids. And, okay. Wow, this has been a great discussion. I learn things when I'm talking to you every time. I, you mentioned the the uh, capstone experience, and and I think about John Deeds. I know that he did a that um, he did the, the Young Entrepreneur Academy for the internship. Yeah, which was at uh, the Chamber of Commerce, which taught him how to set up a business. Yeah, and he and his friend who uh, went to um, L and N started a not for profit on. Uh, the issue of refugees yeah and so they um, developed a not-for-profit that told the stories of refugees so people would be a little more welcoming in their communities uh, of refu- of the refugee population because and honestly at Columbia he's doing um, American grand strategy which is a foreign policy type yep. um, thing and he's thinking about America in the world and one of the biggest issues for the whole world is refugee populations, um, not just from war and famine, but also growing populations from climate refugees where complete islands are being covered in water. And like Bangladesh, you know, used to have a lot of land and now it's basically covered in water 80% of the time. And, oh, wow. and so all these people are having to go somewhere. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, that whole thing has moved into his college experience and narrative. Yeah, well, and I thought that refugee—I think he called it refugee and me. Refugee like me. Like me, that's what it was. And uh, I thought that was—it was a great project. I, I loved looking at it and hearing the stories uh, that he had been able to share with that. Um, learning to interview people and and that's another skill, you know, right. of learning how to get those interviews, how to get people comfortable enough to to tell their story Um, because a lot of refugees are a little nervous even about telling that story because they're a refugee in a country that's not theirs right and might not be that welcoming right you know he actually interviewed a um, young boy uh, from China who was a Uyghur and he had to completely change the child's voice he couldn't reference any names or and they had to be careful about what references that, that he made and so he actually sat with that child and actually edited the whole thing with him so that his family would be protected. Wow. And so, yeah, it, and it was a wonderful experience. And CBA allowed him to like do the Young Entrepreneur Academy on top of his schoolwork yeah. and then use that as part of his senior capstone. Yeah, I thought that Young Entrepreneur Academy was great. I don't know if they're still doing it. We had a couple of students from CBA uh, do Hannah that. Hannah Rodriguez yes. did it, and she actually, John David and his uh, friend Alexander made it to the semifinals in nationals with their project. 
but Hannah came in second place. Yeah, yeah. So, Went yeah, on to do great things. And she's doing great things, continuing that uh, idea of entrepreneurship. And she just won Belmont's top 100 entrepreneurs yeah. for their uh, alumni, which is amazing because she's amazing. like under 30. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. And what she continues to do as well. I, You know, at some point, I'd love to have John D. come in and sit uh, and talk in, in the podcast. If he's ever in town, let me know. I will. Uh, sure I know he's very it. busy. And uh, I really just appreciate your time of sitting down with us and talking. And for the people that are listening, understanding, like it, it's recognizing uh, what you want to have happen, partnering with us as a, as a community and, and helping us get your kids where they want to be and, and to be successful adults. That's our goal, all of us as parents, right? We want our kid to be a successful adult, uh, whatever that may be. Well, and, and CBA is really wonderful in that any other place I've gone to and I've had offerings or suggestions, the door was closed. Mm. And CBA, the door was always open. And, you know, I didn't get everything, um, but I got a, I got a lot of things. <laughs> and I'm 100%, you know, happy and satisfied with our experience at CBA. Oh, that's and awesome. I'm very appreciative to, to y'all for providing my son the experience that he had here. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. This has been the Ignition Point. Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast, where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. We hope you enjoyed this episode with Linda Cobb, reflecting on just all the different things that she was able to partner with CBA to do while her son was a student here. If you'd like to find out more about our school, you can log into our website, www.claytonbradleyacademy.org, where you can find us on social media sites at CBA STEM or at Clayton Bradley Academy. A reminder, this is the last episode of the year, and we will rejoin podcasting in January. We hope you have a wonderful day.